Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We're glad that you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. You know, it's not just coffee and ice cream up there, too. They got a lot of cool stuff. They got a ton of baked goods. You know, it's, it's a really a good stop for breakfast in the morning. You don't just have to get coffee. You can get grab something to eat as well. Plus, you know, for gift ideas, they've got T-shirts, coffee mugs, anything. You know, I don't know what a coffee head would be called. I don't know if they're just called coffee heads. But I'm just saying, if you've got a person like that in your life, there's a lot of great gift ideas. And Christmas is, I'm, I'm, I'm on the watch here. Three months out to Christmas. It's starting to happen. You need to start getting prepared for that. I know. Joel just looked. Joel just looked at his phone, realized that I was right, and then the moment of trepidation where he's like, "I have another child now," <laughs> it just crossed it. I saw it go over his face. Why, why, Joel Coleman? You look like someone just walked over your grave. <laughs> it really does feel like we went from March to yes! September. It's like you. It's like you snap my fingers and it's fall. Yeah, yeah. It, especially like I said, the, the thing with baseball yesterday, it felt like spring. Yeah, it's fall. Today, I think, is the first day of fall as we record. I could be wrong on that. If it's not, it's coming. It's close. It's close enough. And, of course, at, at Strange Brew, you know what that means. It's pumpkin spice time. I think they already have it. I think it's been there. You got a well actually me here in the middle of the read? You got a well actually me? I, I just see it. Just sell for me, all right? I mean, all right? I could. I, hey, I'm calling the match. All right, I'm calling the match. You just sell. That would That would require me to come down to your level, though. Are you going to sit I'm, there? I'm more informed than you, as it pertains. To I'm calling the match. Just sell for me. That's all I need from you. All right. I'll I'll carry us for, through this. So pumpkin spice, huh? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Enjoy it at Strange Brew Coffee. Ah. <laughs> Uh, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place you want to go to grab a gift card to take care of yourself. And again, Christmas is coming up. Uh, or maybe some members of your family. Deck them out. Deck the halls in maroon and white. I know it's not Christmas yet, but I'm just going to go with it today. Uh, all you got to do is buy a gift card there. It's 30% off any purchase. So you buy a gift card, bam, 30% off right there. And you can use that online at collegecornerstore.com or at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. They have the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems wants to help you make sure your business is running at peak efficiency through these uncertain times. They have solutions. They have all of the answers to your questions. They've got 45 years of experience doing business with with teams just like yours here in the Magnolia State. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's basically what I'm trying to say is, is this. I'm Shawn Michaels. All right? You are Marty Jannetty. Just, 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 just work with me, okay? All right? Or I will super kick you through the door. 
and then and then we'll get Brandon Walker in here to talk about an act of cowardice. Brandon's one's coward. What the hell? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's he's scared to see my baseball tweets, so he just unfollows me. That's tough. That's tough words there, Joel Coleman. Mm. That, you I, thought know, you, I thought you had more to say. Well, I, I just I had I think a grand total of about hmm, a dozen tweets. Yeah. You probably had about 112. Not <laughs> 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 that many. <laughs> and I'm the one that gets unfollowed. If I had done one for every batter in an eight inning game, that's what twenty four outs on each side. So 50, 48 outs, so it would have been 48 tweets total. But I didn't, so. Mm. Still hurts, Brandon, if you listen, which you so probably don't. He's, but. He's call, he, you just called him a coward. Will you face him at WrestleMania? <laughs> it's like Big Show versus Mysterio, but sure. Let <laughs> <laughs> me... If it had been me and you, it'd be more like Yokozuna versus <laughs> versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Rikishi versus X-Pot. Oh, God. I'm not that big, am I? God. I guess Yokozuna was bigger, now that I think about it, than Rikishi. Uh, okay, then. Let's get away from all these fat jokes and get into the rumblings, which is brought to you by our good friends over at uh, Welcome Home Beef. That said, we were just talking about you know winter and fall and things like that. It's time to start making some of those winter dishes, guys. Start making some soups and stews, some chili. And the best place to do that is with some beef from Welcome Home Beef. They've got roasts. They've got oxtails, which is great for stew if you've never had it. And, of course, you're looking for ground beef. The best that you can find here in Starkville is at Welcome Home Beef. Also, you know, and obviously no tailgating this year, but if you're doing some big things at your house and you want to get a whole tenderloin or a whole striploid to prepare, they've got you covered there, too. Just call them early in the week, and by Friday you'll be picking up some delicious grain-fed, locally sourced beef for your grill, for the oven, whatever it is. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at, at, uh, welcome home, at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Whether they're cooking it, whether you're cooking it, whether it takes a long time or you're just throwing it on the grill, one thing's always certain with it, Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. All right, we are into the rumblings. Our first game week rumblings of the year. Oh. We're so close now. I can taste it. I can, I can, I can taste the boudin. I, I, I'm, 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 we're ready. I'm ready. Let's get right into it. Kyle Bolware has our first uh, question, question of the day. Joel, does Dak become the highest paid quarterback this offseason after his performance on Sunday? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is yeah, already, not, I think, clinched that. He's but, not getting ahead of Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is going to be making more. I, Deshaun Watson might make more, to be honest with you. Um, who Somebody signed the other day, didn't they? Like in the last couple of weeks, it was Deshaun Watson. Was it Deshaun? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he's gonna get paid, but he's not eclipsing Mahomes. And uh, but his price tag is going up. I think <laughs> it sure went up last Sunday. And uh, yeah, I think Dallas would have have done itself well to have gone ahead and done it. But yeah, the, the price tag has gone up yeah. for sure. I mean, if he was at thirty five before Sunday, he's at thirty six now. And it's just going to continue to go up with performances like that. But as far as getting ahead of Mahomes, that that I don't see. Um, Josh Patrick. Generally, there are four to five plays in every game that determine the outcome of a football game. What is the one thing State must have happen to pull the upset on Saturday? One thing. Is it turnovers? That feels like too obvious of an answer. Ah. Uh. I'm 
I'm just sitting here thinking. Win the time of possession battle. How about that? Wow, that would be interesting with the thing about these two offenses. That time of possession would be a key. Did you see my stat yesterday? Which, courtesy of Mississippi State Media Relations, the it was three on the football and out game stat. notes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very. Only about 14% of the stat. time does this offense go three and out. Which I. Here's the thing about because that. Well, see I think there's been a misconception every time I do a radio spot or talk to somebody that's not here it's not super tempo often everyone is always like you know there's probably going to be some quick three and out sometime I've had that question multiple times right. and then you see that stat and you're like no uh, almost you know eight and a half out of ten times they do not go three and out so, now that's not to say that there aren't times where they go they get a first down and then they go three three and out after that. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's, we're not saying that they we're they're, talking they're about driving get, the field. Yeah, we're talking about get the ball three we're, plays, we're keeping keeping the ball. Yeah, this offense is designed. This offense is designed to, to create possession through the passing game. But but I, I say win the time of possession battle because that means that you're staying on the field, you're getting first downs, you're racking up yardage, and so that means the offense is working, and that means your defense is not on the field. And for state, that's the big question: is your defense. So you're keeping your biggest question mark okay. off the field. And you're keeping what you believe is your biggest strength on the field. So, I, is that too elementary? Maybe. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. I, li- I like that. Win the time of possession battle. I like that. Uh, Brian, that said, if you're uh, throwing 75-yard touchdown passes on the first play of every drive, that'll work That helps, too. too, yeah. My good friend Brian McDuff. Joel, do you have any terrible cousins that cheer for LSU? <laughs> I do not. I do not Lucky have an, an LSU fan in my family that I'm aware of. If your nickname is the Italian Stallion, but you're five foot eight and three hundred pounds, <laughs> is the nickname ironic? I think you might be better suited to answer that one. Yeah, maybe. There's no chance that Miles Brennan summons another LSU quarterback from Mississippi and decides to throw six picks a la Jamie Howard. There's always a chance, you know. That would be something to behold. That that Brennan goes with Brennan becomes the full hinning. And the, you you know, th- this is the first, this is the highest ranked opening game opponent for Mississippi State since that game. I was thinking about that game earlier. That was the last time where Mississippi State opened the season, and I was convinced they were going to lose. Every other game, it's either been, I thought they were going to win, or, well, they, they could lose, but it's they got a chance to win. The only And the only two in there are uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, and um, I guess that's it. You know, because I mean, even games they lost, I didn't think they were going to lose to La Tech and Croomsford last year. I didn't think they were going to lose to South Alabama. So yeah, this is like yeah. Well, I mean, you, you usually just have a give me. You normally do, person, not, but. but not this year. <clears throat> Pain sleeper. Uh, we see a few surprises on the death chart, such so as Osiris losing the starting job and London Kraft starting at safety. Do you think Shavers has had that good of a preseason? And why haven't we heard Kraft's name once before today? Let's start with the second question there because that's a good question. Uh, no, I think part of that is we as reporters would never think to bring London Craft up. You know, I'm not going to look at the roster and go, I think I'm going to ask Zach Arnett today about London Craft. So that's some, some of that is on us. But at the same time, the reports that have come out of practice, you know, or when coaches have talked about people, you know, what do you think about your guys? They're not bringing London Craft's name up. So I don't know if is he the Arcedo Clark? Is he the secret weapon? He's going to go out there and you've got like John Abram, Jonathan Banks, and Pig Prather rolled into run one. I don't know. But I mean, so do you, do you agree? It's, it's sort of on us, but the coaches haven't really fed us that either. Yeah. 
I 100% agree. And, and yes, I, I, I will take full ownership if you want to blame the media because it has not crossed my mind one time really no. during camp to say, London Craft, how's he looking? You know? Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, and then Tyrell Shavers, that was the report, is that he's been he's been really picking it up lately and has, has been able to I – th- I think it is a case of Shavers won the job, not Osiris Mitchell lost the job. Yeah, and even Leach, in his words to us on Monday, was basically saying that uh, it's not like Shavers was head and shoulders, you know, above Osiris kind of deal here. They're both right there together kind of thing. But on the depth chart, Shavers is in front, and it does seem like after a after an incredibly slow start, it kind of seems like. I hate saying stuff like that. We didn't see any of this, you know. Yeah. But just based upon what we've been told, it seems like he was kind of struggling to get his feet under him at first, and he did, and. He started living up to that recruiting profile a little yeah. bit, and now he's where he is. And and look, by recruiting profile and everything, it should be no surprise that Tyrell Shavers got in front of Osiris right. Mitchell. It would have been disappointing to me had he not played a big role. And like year. you said yesterday, that's great news for Mississippi State. Exactly. Because I feel exactly. like you kind of know what you got in Osiris, which is a you know floor for him is like just a solid yeah. receiver. So I feel like it's you're in a good spot when that's your backup. I agree. I agree. Carter Bentley, what are the odds we see a man turn into a helicopter again this year in the Mississippi State uniform? But you never know. Kylan Hill loves to hurdle. Yeah. You get caught the wrong way, he'll go for a spin. Yeah. And let's not forget, we could just have a, a part do. Yeah, Schrader could and, just uh, take Schrader off. Schrader could just make a catch and decide he wants an encore performance. Yeah. Whit McAnally's got some more of these rapid-fire questions here. Ready? Cracker Jacks or Fiddle Faddle? Cracker Jacks. I don't even know if I know what Fiddle Faddle it's is. Cra- it's, it's, it's generic Cracker Jack. Okay. Well, Cracker Jack. I believe. Ham and egg or sausage and egg? Sausage and egg. Yes. Uh, vinegar-based slaw or mayo-based slaw? Um, This is maybe a surprise, seeing as how I'm not a mayo fan, mm-hmm. but um, like the KFC slaw, like the... That's mayo-based. Like, it is mayo-based, I know. So I would go mayo-based, but it needs to be like that kind of watery-like. Okay. You know, kind of like K- yeah. KFC is exactly the, the the coleslaw that I like. Like, okay. I don't, like I, I don't want so. it. I don't want it all gooey and cake. That mustardy slaw. Do you like that? Not a big fan. Okay. Better mustache, Burt Reynolds or Tom Selleck? That's a tough question. We could spend the rest of the show on this. My first instinct was Burt Reynolds. That was my first instinct. We'll stick with Burt. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. The guts well, I mean, are this is like picking. Between Ali and Tyson. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong can't either wrong. way. What is something each of you dislikes as much as Coach Lee dislikes Whataburger? I don't know if you've seen that clip. He does not like Whataburger. Didn't see the clip, but, and but he I, I was Texas aware of what all he was talking years, about. Yeah. I think for me, it's pickles. I, I, I Pickles are gross. Uh, you know... Here we go again. Ironic that I'm answering this a question or two after the other. If I get a sandwich mm-hmm. that has mayo on it, I will not. Mayonnaise is a gone. perfectly acceptable thing not to like. Um, it's gross. So I, it's the that, devil's pomade. <laughs> I'll go mayo. Okay. Yeah, it, it ruins the so, experience. So we are just not eating a Pope, Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's why I'm having. I mean, I guess you could say no mayo. I have. I had. So when I got the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had to get it plain, and then I had to go home and put a slice of cheese on it. They don't have cheese. 
See, I, I don't want to slice the cheese on a fried I, chicken I, sandwich. I want cheese on every sandwich I eat. I don't I mean, ever want a cheeseless sandwich. A fair opinion to have, but yeah, okay. for a fried chicken sandwich, I do not want cheese on it. And, you know, at Popeye's, I don't trust them. If I say no mayo, I, oh, I have zero no, trust. They're going to That's part of the ambiance is your order's wrong. <laughs> you know, you're going to I went there. The last time I went to Popeye's, I ordered a three-piece meal mixed. I got three drumsticks. It's like, well, that's what I'm eating today. That's how it yeah. goes. It's part of the game. Pop-Tarts, yes or no? Yes. What flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Frosted strawberry. I like uh, all of the above, by the way. What is your opinion on flannel? His his is that he hates it. It's too hot. Look good on Mick Foley. My favorite shirt in college was a green flannel shirt. Right. I, I wore it like, like I was the typical, like I would wear it like four days a week sometimes. I kept it clean. I'm not, yeah. you know. I did my laundry, but it was just the most comfortable shirt I had. I, I own zero flannels. Yeah. Got no problem if that's your thing. It's just not really mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not Eddie Vedder. Uh, Colton Peterman, if Texas A&M makes it to the SEC championship game, would there be any teams left in the West that have never been? All right, let's go through yeah, this. Let's go through because I'm not 100%. All right, we know Alabama's been, right? Yeah. And, and we know Auburn because they yes. won a national title. LSU's won a national title. They would have had to have gone. Um, we know Mississippi State, obviously. Yeah, I was only 13, but I remember it. Right, right. And then Arkansas has been, I think, three times. Yep. And so now in this instance, Texas A&M, A&M has made it. So that's six of the seven. Who are missing there? Uh, there, there's two teams in Mississippi. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. There we go. They have oh three. They have that banner, but they didn't go. Yeah, it's kind of stupid to it's have that stupid. banner, isn't it? Kind of stupid. Yeah, they haven't been. So, yeah, if A&M made it this year, they would be the only one not to have made it. Okay. There we go. He also says he can't wait for the offense to line up and run a play without that stupid check with me killing the play clock. Man, I'm with you. How many times last year on uh, Things That Are True did we mention check with me? Check with me. Oh, gosh. Uh, Marine Dog wants to know, who are you taking in a fight, Sonic or Mario? Sonic? Yeah, I think like no you'd doubt. be able to pepper him with the Well, it, it depends now here. Yeah. Has Mario... Like eating the flour or whatever. If he's he got does. the fireballs, we're taking Mario. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Um, let's see here. Justin Strawn, nine oh eight p.m. Not bad. Which group will have a bigger determining factor on the success or failure of the season? The secondary or the wide receiver? Secondary. I agree. I'm agree. With if you me. told me today that the secondary was good, I would tell you that State won minimum five. Yeah, I agree with that. London Craft, starting safety for Mississippi State or best-kept secret of British craft beers? <laughs> London Craft is an India pale ale. It's very hoppy with hints of, uh, of, of, of malt vinegar and, uh, and, and potato. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Which second-team player on the depth chart will contribute the most this year and which first-team player will contribute the least? I mean, I feel like you got to pick a receiver. So probably Osiris. Osiris Mitchell would be a good yeah. choice there. And then as far as contributing the least. I, I've also, um, based on what Leach said, mm-hmm. kind of sounds like Jaquavius Marks can get a good deal of playing time. He gets playing time, So yeah. he, he could compete for that spot. He could also be the least, though. They could just decide to play like last year, and Kylan gets all the carries. Yeah, but so he's – is he talking – did, oh, he said, did he say which starter is going which to contribute Which first team least? player first will contribute? Will yeah, contribute. so yeah, which starter contributes the least? My first one is Craft. London Craft. Yeah, that's probably correct. Um, but then again, if he did well enough, I, I don't know if it's a statement that 
how well London Craft played in camp, or if mm-hmm. it's a statement for how not well anyone played in camp. And so, I, I, I don't know. We'll find out. Find out starting Saturday. Complete the following sentence with each of the players listed below. Blank will have had a successful season if. K.J. Costello. Will have had a successful season if the receivers catch the passes. Okay. Because last so year not, they not didn't. a stat thing for him. You just it's it's on it's on I, the other. I players. trust him to be accurate. It's just can the receivers catch? Kylan Hill have a successful season if he gets twenty touches a game. His talent will take care of ten the catches, ten rushes. That kind uh, of ten catches thinking. is a bit much. I was thinking fifteen and five. Yeah. But that's where I'm Yeah, going. 10 catches would be 100 catches for him. That, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Schrader. 30 <laughs> catches. 30? Yeah, because I, I think he's going to get a – he's going to have a slow start out of the gate just because yeah. I don't think he's going to play a lot early. But I kind of think there's a, an intriguing aspect to that, and, and Mike Leach kind of likes it. So I feel like by game two or three, he's going to be, be a out big there part of the offense, and, and yeah. maybe – so I yeah, yeah. I would say if he catches thirty balls, that's a success for a guy that you thought a year ago was the face of the franchise at quarterback. Uh, Zach Arnett will have a successful season if the secondary is good. Okay, Mike Leach if he wins four games. Four games is totally acceptable. I think five and over is you got to really feel good about things at that point going forward. You agree? Uh, yeah, I think so. What's the anything less than four? Is that where you're like, uh, you kind of feel a little iffy about things? Is yeah, that if it, well, if they go three and, and seven, they better have beaten Ole Miss. You know, but I mean, if they're three and seven, that means they probably that lost, means they to, lost Missouri. to Missouri. I mean, who I don't think is going to be very good. But I could see a situation where you win an emotional Egg Bowl. And you're just spent. You know? So, we'll figure it out. All right. Last one uh, from from Justin. What's worse, stubbing your toe or biting your tongue? Stubbing your toe. I agree with that. Yeah. agree with that 100%. It's, it no. is. It, it really sucks. There's no other way to say it. It's not fun. All right. Let me get through all these people making fun of me for the Saints here. Uh... As it is, this is a good question. As it is the CBS game of the week against the defending national champions featuring two of the most recognizable coaches in college football, will this be the highest TV rating for an opening game in MSU history? It's got to be, right? Oh, I would. State's never opened the season on CBS. <sighs> no, uh, I guess the my question would be, like, is was there any point in like maybe the early 90s where they had a – Big time upon because back then you know TV ratings were probably if you played on network TV mm-hmm. for an opener back then maybe because now with so many people streaming and that's well, who sort of did deal, that when it was Mississippi State doing that. yeah that's what I'm saying I, I don't think it's that probably they did. that LSU game from 07 that was probably the, the previous answer to be honest with you so yeah I, I think this is My a, guess a is fair fair be, easily yeah. thing Scott Tollison which new SEC head coach has the best chance to get a win on Saturday. That's a good question. I don't think Pittman or Drinkwitz do. So it's between Kiffin and Leach. I mean, 
Do you like State's chances better to win on the road at LSU or or Ole Miss's Miss's chance chance to win at home against Florida? I don't like either of their chances. Uh, But if I had to pick one, I mean, Florida brings back a lot. LSU does not. I would probably say Leach, but Vegas says it's it's, uh, Florida. Kiffin. It's Kiffin, yeah. I feel like... I feel like State has the better upset chance. Yeah, I agree. With Dion Leach and Kiffin now all all now head coaches of Mississippi, who would be the perfect candidate for Southern Miss? Hugh Freeze. It's Hugh Freeze. Yeah, Hugh Freeze is the is the only one who can bring them to relevance. Right? Anybody else they hire, they're irrelevant. They're fourth in this state for relevance. Hugh Freeze would bump them up to to, to third at worst. It's for all the wrong reasons, though. Right? Of course. Hey, it's not like that. It's not like Hugh. I mean, Leach comes in. Everybody's intrigued with Leach and what he can do. Kiffin comes in, kind of the same thing. Dion's Dion, prime time, just eyeballs on him. If you freeze comes in, they're relevant because <laughs> you look who they hired. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a poke your buddy in the side, and point and laugh at him kind of deal. It's not really a. But at the same time, he'll win. Yeah, they'll win games. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's just a terrible human being. Hope he's not listening. I don't want to get a DM. Uh, let's see here. Alexandra Watson. If a player misses a game due to COVID, does the team have to disclose that information or can they simply be classified as sick? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean... We're not going to get a sheet of paper that says so-and-so and then I'll decide has COVID. Also, by that same token, though, we wouldn't get one that says, you know, strained shoulder or, or anything like that. It would just say out. So, yeah. I don't think there will be any real clarification. Um, that said, if a player misses a game with COVID, or misses a game and then he's back the next week, he probably had COVID. He can probably just make that a decision. Uh, she also asked... Or he could have just twisted an ankle, Brian. Why does he have to have COVID? An ankle sprain will keep you out a couple weeks. That's a nagging injury. Man, just, 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 again, just, just sell for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alexandra Watson here. You mentioned that Deion Sanders should play a CEO role as the coach and surround himself with a superior staff. You had him, if you were him and you had his connections, who would you assemble as your assistant coaches? Terrell Buckley. Oh no! Come on. Re- reunite the. You can get a gang. lot. Do a lot better than Terrell Buckley. I, I just, I, I just want them to be together. No, I don't. I, that would not be a good call though. Terrell Buckley, not a great coach. I don't care. I want them to be together. I, I would definitely get a couple of former NFL guys. And there was a rumor that Warren Sapp was on Jackson State's campus yesterday. That would be an interesting guy. I would not make him my defensive coordinator. I'd make him the D line coach and just have Warren Sapp there. Maybe another guy like that. Um, there, there, there was a rumor going around that T.O. might be a name. <laughs> That, I mean, that, those are get two guys like that, right? That when you can bring them in to meet recruits, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's Deion Sanders, Terrell Owens, and Warren Sapp, three Hall of Famers." But the rest of those guys, you need to get good, experienced college football coaches, guys who have recruited. I I know he has a ton of experience in the pros. I would not lean on pro coaches, maybe one, but you've got to get guys who know how to recruit and who have recruited at lesser schools. Tony Hughes. Tony Hughes. I mean, if he, I don't think he'd go back. I don't to know Jackson if he'd go State, back, but he but would, that be, would a be a great choice. Derek Nix at Ole Miss. You know, make Derek Nix your offensive coordinator. Or I don't know what he coaches. I, th- I think he coaches running backs at Ole Miss. I could be wrong. Guys like that is who. That's who you need. You know, experienced college football coaches with a couple of big name NFL guys along for the ride. That's a, that's a winning formula in my opinion. I do wish. State would schedule Jackson State again at some point. That's got to happen, yes. Because I, I Leach and Dion. 
I mean, is it okay if I pull the whole like I did with Fred McGriff and Tim Hudson and I go chase down Dion? And well, I mean, I'm just one, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to State's press conference. <laughs> I, I talked to Leach enough. All right, uh, Andy Losick asks. In his book, Mike Leach talks a lot about how Danny Amendola's experience as a soccer player gave him tremendous vision of the field to excel in the air raid at Texas Tech. How do you see Garrett Schrader's version from vision from QB experience playing a role? I mean, I think he sh- he should have a, a little understanding of what the, of what Costello is trying to do back there. So, I mean, it should give him a little bit of an edge, and he's a good athlete. There's a lot working in Garrett Schrader's favor for this. Yeah, first of all, it is it seems like he has good attitude about it. That's the first step to the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't want to do it, most times in life, if you're forced to do something, you're gonna you know half in do it. Right. And I kind of feel like, based on the what's been said, that that Garrett, I mean, would he like to be the starting quarterback? I'm sure he would have, but it kind of seems like he's all in on being a receiver. Yeah. So for you know good attitude. You're right. Uh, being a quarterback, not going to hurt when it when it comes to learning things. So, yeah, I mean, it, how much is it going to help? I don't know, but it's definitely not going to hurt. No, you're you're right about that. Uh, we got Hayes Brooks here who wants to know: Has it been discussed? Coach Leach had a cameo on Friday Night Lights, and what advice would Coach Taylor give Coach Leach before his first SEC game? Clear eyes, full heart. I mean, can't lose. we can't do better than that, though. That's that's, that's cliched. <laughs> I think he would just talk about how, you know, that nobody expects anything tonight, so you can do, you know, you're free. You don't, There's no pressure on you, you know, so play like that. That's how I think Coach Taylor would set it up. Where would the cast of Friday Night Lights fit on State's team? They didn't ever have, like, a big-time receiver, did they? I don't think so. You know, I, I, think, I, I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, they would certainly take Smash, a good running back. But yeah, I mean, who was Riggins, that linebacker they had yeah. that played? He played at East Dillon in like the last season. What was his name? The kid who had to transfer because oh, yeah. he had he had no real address. Yeah, he, he was always out there like tossing hate. Like yeah, he was working they could on the, use that guy on the. Defense. I can't remember his name. I, yeah. The last couple of seasons, I watched them, but they're a little foggier to yeah. me. Vince could be a. Could, they did switch him to DB. Good athlete though. I don't know about Riggins. Yeah, fullback. I don't know what you. I don't know what you do with Riggins in this lobby. You can play linebacker, I guess. I don't know. He also wants to know what are our top three things to eat at home for football games. I would say chips and uh, queso or chips and dip of some kind, chips and salsa, chips and quok. Yeah, I'm I'm the salsa guy. You'll remember wings. And I'm then for that. Eating it, we're eating at home here for a football yeah. game. Oh, pizza! You gotta have pizza. Pizza. Yeah, that's a good call. There it is. Pizza, wings, chips, and some sort of dip. Uh, let's see here. Or multiple dips. The more you want. Stephen Norris wants to ask us, did you know that Rick Stockstill was the 2018 Conference USA Coach of the Year? Must have been slim pickings that year in the conference. <laughs> Ford Polk. Looking way into the future, is Mike Leach still the head coach at Mississippi State when State plays Washington State in 2031? My first instinct there is no. So that's what, 11, that's 11 years 11 from now? 11 years away. He'd be 70. And be at Mississippi State longer than any other school. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, he has stayed at Texas Tech his whole career if he could have. I don't think he ever would have left. And then Washington State, I mean, I just... He was still there almost eight years, right? So, I mean, I, I don't think that... It's not like he, he moves around a ton. So, I don't think it's the long... I don't think it's the, t- the time away that's the problem. It's the his age. 70. 
He doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to coach till he's seven. Yeah, when he's 66, 67, 68, is he going to – he's going to be wanting to just be at his place to yeah, West. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, if State has a bad year, is it more indicative of a new system, new coach, or there's a problem not having an offseason to learn that system? I don't think the problem is the offseason. I don't know that it's, it's the new stuff. It's – the previous recruiting was, in, in some cases, not up to snuff. And then you had the, the mis- – losing Jerry and Jones and Tyler Williams this year hurt you. If those two guys were back there, you'd be in pretty good shape in the secondary. You'd feel okay. But they're not. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's either of those two things. And uh, we're going to have to go back to Winsipedia. So it's personnel is, is the answer there. <laughs> it's not really yeah, anything. Exactly. Uh, did you know that Vanderbilt has an all-time winning record against Texas? Please be true. It is true. 8-3-1. and one. All time against Texas. The last win was when was this? In nineteen twenty eight. All of these games were played between eighteen ninety-nine and nineteen twenty-eight. Vandy including four in a row from nineteen oh five to nineteen twenty two. That is incredible. Please, are you texting, are you texting Tyler Horkel right now? I, I, I was about to. I was going to say though, if you're listening, please tweet that to at TB Horka. At TB Horka, yes. All right, thanks, Ford. Keep those coming. Those are fun to do. Um, Rob Hadaway, I'm not sure I've ever watched a Mississippi State LSU game on television. How should I prepare for this? I will tell you this: the last time I watched a Mississippi State LSU game on television, uh, no, that's not true. I, w- I watched in 2016, so no, I was about to say it's 2014. That's the last time I wa- watched one on TV was 14. Well, then there you go. We got that working for you. I mean, it's just, it's just like any other game. It's going to be okay. And the best thing is. If it gets out of hand and you don't want to watch anymore, you don't have to worry about a three-hour drive home. Just turn off the TV. I'll tell you what was weird to me. Um, My wife's grandfather died right ahead of the, uh, I guess it would have been the 18 Arkansas game. Yeah. That was at home. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Uh, So I I watched a Mississippi State home game on, on television that day. Was that weird? That was extremely weird. I can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do watching a home game now. It would be odd. All right, uh, let's go on to our next question here. Uh, I sort of lost my place here. Give me one second. Well, we'll allow you a mistake here and there. I, mean, I appreciate not that. Not everybody's very... perfect like me. <laughs> Just kidding. There's only one that no. was perfect, Joel. Of <laughs> no all people perfect. who should know that. No, not one. It was. Uh, it should be you. All right, uh, Ryan Nelson, my good friend. Is Peter Burns the best media person to follow, especially during a pandemic? That's a good guy in terms of not overly negative, but you know he's bringing some news, but he's also been positive as well. He has not let an agenda control his his thoughts. I feel like Peter Burns and I'd be best buds because that's what I try to be. I try to be real, yeah. But yet I'm a sunshine pumper realist. Yeah. You, you know? know who he would not be friends with? My cousin Chris hates that guy. By the way, you can hear Peter Burns tomorrow on This Is Our Show. Uh, I've never met Chris. Doesn't seem like a popular fellow in the fam. You know that show Everybody Hates Chris? It was based on Chris. I'm just saying that. It's not based on Chris Rock. It's based on Chris Agostinelli. Uh, is it just me or the media who co- constantly complain about the media co- who cover the pandemic just as annoying? I agree with this 100%. Yep. There, there are two levels of annoying in this world. There is the person that is annoying, and there is the person who complains about the person who is annoying. That second person is far worse. Because you can always just ignore the person who is annoying. You can do that. But then you're bringing attention to them. Not great, in my opinion. 
That was a solid analysis. I agree. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Clifton Taylor to ask, what are the odds that Kylan Hill gets 1,000 yards rushing and receiving? Not good, but Zero. if he does, uh, your Heisman voter here in Starkville yeah. uh, will well, be voting for question. Kylan Hill. That's the next question, is if that is we win the Heisman. To my knowledge, only two NFL players have done that. I could be wrong. I know Roger Craig has done it. I know Marshall Falk did it. I don't think anybody else has done 1,000, 1,000. And that's in a full 16-game NFL season. In a 10-game college season, that would literally might be the, the best season a, a college running back's ever had. I don't know that any college running back has ever done that. I think Mike Leach, when he, he came on the program with you and I here on Thunder and Lightning several months ago, mentioned that that was kind of his goal, was to get Kylan up to around those numbers. But I, I do think that was before the, the schedule got slashed. I think at that point when Leach was talking about that, the 12-game schedule plus, you know, hopefully a bowl game was still on the on the plate. And now, of course, 10-game schedule. So, All right. um, but yeah, if, if you uh, if you average 100 rushing, 100 receiving a game, yeah, that's 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 a Heisman winner. We got some clarification. Three NFL players have done it. I had the first two right. Christian McCaffrey was the other one. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, no. This says oh, no, no. This is him saying. Okay, never mind. <laughs> this is Roger Craig saying he will do it, but he has not done it as of yet. So two times in the NFL, one time in college. Do you want to guess who it was? It's I'll, I will tell you that it is a a guy who played a long time in the NFL and was a popular enough player that you'll know who it was. I'll give you one other hit. He played at F, in an FCS school. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Brian Westbrook. Huh. In 1998 for Villanova, 1,000... 46 yards rushing and 1144 receiving and more receiving. That's crazy. And then, like I said, in the league, Craig and Marshall Falk. McCaffrey's a good bet. Yeah. Kamara's a good bet, too. He could do that. Um, and then uh, also from Clifton, just real simple, fries or onion rings? I love onion rings, but I hardly ever get them. Uh, I, I'll say fries. but I, I don't like if, onion rings at all, so it's easy for me. You're so picky. I am. I am. It'll be okay, though. Uh, and then there's that. That's that. That's the end of our question. So no question one question of the day. If I went back through them, was there a question that we really liked? Maybe let's go with the Coach Taylor question. That would be probably the best one. I don't know. No, you know what? Let's go with Hayes' other question. Best foods to watch football to because I like food and I like football. <laughs> just make it easy. So, all right. Uh, if, you're, if you're still listening... Just keep it right here. Don't get away from this because it's about to switch over to This Is Our Show. Myself, Stephen Augustinelli of SixPacksBeat.com and the rest of our family and our annual MSU-LSU tradition, plus Peter Burns of the SEC Network will join us in the People's segment. Tomorrow's show, Brody Miller joins us uh, to talk about Mississippi State LSU, plus we might have a surprise for you on tomorrow's show. All right, so just just Joel doesn't even know what it is yet. I'm about have, to tell him. I have no idea. I'm about to tell him as soon as we get off the air. And then Friday, the three Ps as we get ready for kickoff down in Tiger Stadium. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.